for uh, Steve's words this morning and, and bringing from Acts chapter 14 and kind of looking at the thought of how, how wonderful it is when Paul and Barnabas would have came back from that missionary journey and spent that time worshipping with the church in Antioch and what an amazing experience it would have been and what a, what a great blessing it would have been. And I know that for Chrissy and I, we definitely feel that way. It's been two and a half years since we've been able to even just partake of singing like that and singing songs like Oh Sacred Head, uh, one of my favorite songs ever. Um, if you look, I don't know if you ever look, pay attention to the little words that are at the bottom of the songs, but that song was arranged by one Johann Sebastian Bach. So you're talking about getting classic right there. That's one of the great composers that, 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 we, that we know of. And I love that song. It's just been such a great experience being able to worship with you. We are thankful to be here. We're thankful for your love and your care for us and welcoming us with open arms, welcoming us with plenty of plates of food. Uh, we got to enjoy Don and Archie's uh, fellowship the last couple of evenings, Friday night and Saturday night. I'm not buttoning my suit this morning uh, as a result of that. But hey, we'll just pretend like it's a fashion thing or something like that. But that's the way it goes. Um, I'm thankful that, that I have the chance to be here and kind of get a chance to share um, what's on our heart um, and, and the ways in which God has indeed opened a door of faith to the Gentiles that we saw in Acts chapter 14 to the people of my home nation, to the people of Scotland. But I wanted to begin with that, that verse that was just read from us from 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, verse 9 and 10. And I'm going to reiterate to, to you from it this morning. Uh, but you are a chosen race. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a people for his own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. And once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. I don't know if you ever read that verse and necessarily think of it as a mission verse. We think of Matthew chapter 28 and the Great Commission going into all of the world and, and proclaiming. Um, but whenever I read this, it reminds me of who we are and whose we are. And it reminds me of the role that we have to play. I think of the last four years that we've been involved with Northside and what a blessing it has been. And I think of the words being proclaimed in places like Caracas, Venezuela, Buenos Aires, Argentina, um, Stirling, Scotland, Falkirk, Scotland, uh, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Toluca, Mexico. Um, I think about Haruna, Japan, and, and, and just the way that the light has continued to be spread. I think about Manila, Philippines, and the different congregations there. And that's all just the areas that you as members have been involved in, and people that you have sent from your midst have gone out to. And they're living these verses. But I also think the most important place too for you right here is Wichita, Kansas. And so for places like Mays and Goddard and places like Andover and North, South, East and West, Wichita and Valley, Valley Center and all of these different areas, for each and every one of us living these verses, you being God's people, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a people for his possession, God's own people, so that we can do something. And that's proclaim. Proclaim the excellencies of him who brought us from darkness to light. And not all of us can necessarily have the chance to be up behind a pulpit or have the chance to sit and study with someone. But each of us has a chance to say something about the darkness that we came from and the light that we found all because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so when I look at these verses, that's a mission verse. And that's one that we've wrote in our heart. And that's one that as we work with the people in Falkirk, Scotland, each of our congregation, all of our members are missionaries 
Because they're all in different areas of the city and they're all reaching out. And these are the verses that they're living. And I'm just thankful for the chance that I have to kind of share that with you. And and to be able to put some people's names on your hearts. And to be able to put some faces that you recognize. And just have a chance to kind of share that work with you. Um, And we're we're blessed by that. Um, Some of these pictures you may have seen before because we've had a chance to kind of share. But I wanted to reiterate to you, okay, this is where we're at. This is where we're serving and this is who we're serving and this is the people that we're alongside Um, and so we went originally in 2010 as the Central Scotland mission team and we settled in Falkirk, Scotland which is right about there oh man I have an unsteady hand this morning but yeah, right about there excellent, right in the middle and this box here is known as the Central Belt um, of Scotland that's where the majority of Scotland's population live so this is our nation here And the majority of people live within this box. 5.2 million people live here. 4 million of those live in this box right here. So it's a very densely populated area. So I just kind of wanted to remind you that. I don't know if you've been paying attention this week to the news. Um, We are still part of the United Kingdom, uh, Great Britain. Uh, We had our referendum on Thursday. And whether you wanted yes or no doesn't really matter. The the people spoke. So 55% of the people voted. We are still part of the United Kingdom, uh, Great Britain. And there's some blessings that that come from that as well. Um, Our predominant religion in Scotland is the Church of Scotland. But one of the things that we've found as we are interacting with people is that for for a lot of people, faith and Christianity is something that is more of a a family heritage to them. Um, Faith or or Christianity is something that they claim to be, because it's easy to say it with your mouth, but they don't live it. And they're not showing it because it's a lot harder to to show it with your life. And so one of the challenges we face, but also one of the greatest opportunities that we face, is to be able to say, you you say you're a Christian, but what you're living and what you're saying are two different things. And when we're talking about New Testament Christianity, the book tells us how to live. And that's how we live. Only about 10% of Scotland even goes anywhere on a Sunday morning. And that's just attendance. Um, that's, that's it, less than 10%. But about 50-55% say, well, I'm a Christian. Something's not adding up there when you look at the numbers. So it gives us an opportunity to say, this is what God requires of us as his people, how to become his people and how to live as his people. And so we're blessed by that and thankful for that. Um, if you would ask me if there was one word that would characterize our last few years on the field, and kind of how things will be going. One, I would say blessings. We are blessed beyond measure. Um, and I'm thankful, I'm, I'm thankful for the doors that God has opened for us. And I'm thankful for the growth in us as a family, in us as a team, and um, us as the church um, meeting in Falkirk. But another word I would also use would be transition or change. And at times it's been a bit stressful. Um, a few grey hairs have come on, a few extra pounds have come on from time to time. But a lot of changes a lot of transitions, um, and a lot of things have happened. This is our team photo um, up here. This was taken at a retreat um, about a year or so ago. And it's different from the team photo that I shared with you a few years ago. Uh, So Pamela met Tommy, and Pamela and Tommy are now working with the congregation in Stirling, which you know, and I'm thankful for your partnership uh, with them in that. We're going to talk more about that in a few minutes, because we still have a very strong relationship there with Pamela and Tommy, the Maxwells, and with Stirling. But it's transitioned, it's changed over the last year or so. Um, our other teammate, Jenny, came back to the States, 
is now living in San Angelo, Texas, and is married. And we're thankful for the life that she's living. She's teaching. She's actively involved with the congregation there. But again, many changes for her. Um, and each of us, as different families, have had different things happening, different transitions in our life, different changes. Does that sound familiar? Anybody here gone through changes in the last couple of years? One of the things I've, I've noticed is that for each and every one of us, that's a situation. So we just have to kind of say, okay, God, use me in this. How can I glorify you in this? How can I continue to reach out? And we've been learning to do that and growing through that. This has been our biggest change in the last year and a half. Um, our little bundle of joy. Where is she? She's back there, probably in the back corner. So, yeah, Millie, um, our little addition to the Vic clan, talk about a transition, talk about a change. And then so you start working that into ministry because you've got different people that you're coming in contact with, different opportunities, different things happening in our lives, different things happening in the lives of those around us. It's about to happen again, though. So in January, um, addition number two to the Vic clan, we're going to have our little laddie. So we need to find a little baby-sized kilt or something for him. Um, but we are, we're thankful. He's a little thumb sucker as well. Apparently I was the same when I was young. But again, more changes. But blessings come from those. Each and every one of us has changes in our lives. But I would say that they're, they're blessings. And again, as I mentioned before, we just learn how to glorify God in amongst that. But changes in our work as well. Um, not just in our own family situations. And this is... One of the biggest things that I really see as a victory in our work and, and I'm thankful for, when we first went over, our plan was to help Scottish churches plant Scottish churches. We didn't want to just go in and be doing our own thing. We wanted to be working alongside the brethren in Scotland to help them feel ownership of what we're doing so that they also can feel empowered to do it again in the future. And that's one of our goals for the Falkirk Church, is to be working towards the Falkirk congregation getting to a point where they could do it again in the future. And I hope Sterling and I hope other congregations that have seen it as well can, can, can kind of share in that vision. But we've had a lot of excitement uh, with the Sterling-Falkirk partnership in the last year, year and a half. Our first couple of years we worked very much with the Sterling congregation and gradually did more and more and more in the Falkirk area until March last year when we officially launched um, into, into Falkirk. So 2011, 2012, we were based predominantly in Stirling. Did a lot of home Bible studies on a Sunday evening in Falkirk and just kind of started to make contacts, invite them to, along to that. Started doing things in, in that area while also working alongside the Stirling congregation. So we were kind of traveling back and forth between the two different places. But as we transitioned fully into Falkirk in 2013, Tommy and Pamela were able to transition fully into Sterling um, around not, not too much, uh, kind of around the same time period. And we were thankful for that too, because it helped with continuity for the Sterling work and it helped them continue to grow as well. While we kind of cut the apron string, so to speak, and, and launched um, in Falkirk. But we still have an amazing partnership with this congregation because we see the kingdom as much more than just one congregation with the, with the sign on the door. The kingdom is much wider than that. They're partners in sharing the gospel in central Scotland with us. And we help them with some of their outreaches. They help us with ours. And we're really blessed by that and our partnership with that as well. And so one of the biggest things for us then, as we launched into Falkirk, is to look at this area. 150,000 or so people in the urban area of Falkirk. Um, the second fastest growing city in Scotland, 
because it's right between Edinburgh and Glasgow. It's prime commuter belt. Um, it's, it's quickly growing, and a lot of people are, are moving into that area. Um, we're within an hour of about three quarters of Scotland's population, and so we said this is where we are, um, geographically located. How can we best serve God in that? So just to kind of give you a wee recap, this is central Scotland. Gotta love Google Maps and all that fun stuff. This is Glasgow, our largest city right there. Edinburgh is our capital right there, and they're about, ah, it's 45 minutes or so that way. Um, but we're only about 30 minutes from either city. And being located there has helped us being able to encourage other congregations in the area. Um, it's also helped us jump in and out of Edinburgh and Glasgow for some evangelism opportunities. But it's also helped us focus specifically where we're at in Falkirk, being in a dynamic area that it is. So the Falkirk area, as I mentioned, it's about 150,000 in the urban area. So if you're looking at it from above, that's us. Now Falkirk itself, just the city limits, is 40,000, but it's right here. But you never leave Falkirk as you're going up into other areas out here. So if you're visiting Camelin or Larbert or out to Bonnybridge, it's all very condensed. It's like a miniature, I don't know, if you're driving through Wichita, you end up in Eastborough where the police are watching it very closely. But it's within, <laughs> but it's within Wichita. Not that I've had any run-ins with the police in Eastborough. Please don't hear me there. But anyway, so, but you know what I mean? Wichita urban area is much larger than just Wichita city limits. And that's kind of how we are there. So we are located right here in Falkirk. But we'll get to that um, in a minute or two. One of the biggest blessings for us is the transition that we had from homes. And we'll, we'll, show, some, we'll show some pictures of, of our home Bible studies in a few minutes. But we transitioned from starting off meeting in our living rooms. Um, 15 maybe at first to about 20, 25, sometimes pushing 30. Scottish living rooms get pretty tight, pretty cramped and pretty sweaty quite quickly. So we kind of got to the point when we were pushing around 20, 25, we were thinking we're growing out of our homes. Um, what a blessing. And so we started looking around and we were visiting different options, um, looking at a few places where we could meet different community centers in the area. Um, but one thing that we've really felt strongly about is that the congregation in Falkirk needs to be self-sufficient, be able to fend for itself, so to speak. And we've been praying really hard about finding an area where we can serve, an area where we can be best out, uh, based out of, an area where there's room to grow, and an area where there's a community in need around us that we can really serve and kind of show who we are and whose we are, like we talked about from 1 Peter chapter 2. Um, and this was an answer to our prayer. Uh, the whole Glen area of Falkirk is quite a, quite a needy area. Um, it's, there's a, a lot of good that we can do there. But we found a community centre right in the middle, right in the heart of the, of the community there, and it comes Hall Glen kind of comes down this way as well. And it's given us a chance to get connected to that area, given us a chance to establish ourselves and to officially launch the Falkirk Church of Christ. So when we were here four years ago, there was no congregation of the Church of Christ in Falkirk. When we were here two and a half years ago, there was, but we were in our homes on a Sunday night. So it looked a little bit differently. But as of March last year, we're now there in the Ettrick Dockert Hall. And that's been a massive blessing for us. Um, it's run by a committee, a committee which I was asked to join. And so as a result, 
We now kind of have a voice on what's going on in the hall. We have our finger on the pulse on what's going on in the community. We were able to take part in a massive community fund day um, just a couple of months ago where we had about 300, 350 families from the community there in the hall. It was run by the committee, but we as the Falkirk Church of Christ had a booth. We were connecting with people and just able to interact and say, here we are, shining our light and letting people know that we're there. Um, if people just see the building, then they don't necessarily see us. But if we can get out, then we can show that the church is more than just a building. The church is the people who make up that body. And that's really been our biggest goal with the Falkirk congregation. So we're thankful for our blessings with that. So here's a Sunday worship. I, I, I tried the whole Duck Dynasty thing for a little while. I've done it a couple of times over the last couple of years. It looks a little bit scary, though, when I do it. So, um, so yeah, I, I shaved before coming over. But, yeah, our Sunday worship, um, this is a, a, a Sunday morning with Jeremy, one of our teammates, leading, sun, uh, leading singing. We usually have about 20 to 25 or so on a Sunday morning um, there at the Ettrick Dockert Hall. And so it looks just very similar to a worship service here. Um, and we're, we're thankful for that and that core group that we have. And we really believe that we have a strong foundation laid there with the work in Falkirk. And we're continuing to pray that we can build upon that foundation and continue equipping the church and building that congregation up. Our Sunday evening looks a little bit different because we have more of a, a Bible class format, a Bible discussion format. And this is when we actually do the majority of our Sunday schools, uh, Sunday school classes. That's when most of the families are able to make it out. And we'll usually have anywhere from 35 to 40 on a Sunday night. Probably one of the only congregations in the world that has much more on a Sunday night than we do on a Sunday morning. But hey, you know, we work with that. It's, it's great and it's such a blessing. And so on our Sunday evening, um, we have a lot of the kids' songs because we have a large number of kids that come along. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and then we kind of split and have our adult Bible study. We'll have different Bible studies going on for our youth, our kids as well. Please continue to pray for us because we feel that we're, we're growing from that, but we want to continue growing in the Word um, and in our relationship with the Lord and in our relationship with each other, but also growing from the sense of reaching out in the community and being able to help other people become part of the holy nation, the royal priesthood, um, the, the believers that we just read about in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. And so to do that, to continue reaching out, there's a number of things we have been doing and a number of things that we're planning on continuing to do um, over, the next, over the next few years. And we have a couple of these coming up in the very near future as well. Uh, the community volunteering, I kind of mentioned already with being part of the committee and having a chance to find out what's going on in the community. It's also given me a chance to serve with a neighborhood youth club. Um, and interact with a lot of the kids from the area and be able to, to kind of show them this is what we're doing. It is not a church-run youth club. Um, it is a, a state-run youth club. It's run by the Falkirk town government. So there's a lot of things that I cannot say. Um, but that being said, when people come up to me with questions and ask, who are you? What, what do you do here? What, what, why are you here helping with the youth club? It's led to some pretty amazing congregations. Uh, amazing congregations, conversations. <laughs> it's led to some pretty amazing conversations, and we're thankful for those opportunities. So I've had conversations with kids who have said, well, what do you do here? You know, and I say, well, I work with a church here in this, in this community center. What does a church do? Well, we study the Bible together. What's the Bible? What's the Word of God? Um, we sing together. What's singing? We sing sometimes. We sing songs. Is it like that? And so we've been able to talk about hymns. We've been able to talk about what it means to pray 
And this is just with kids from the community. And I'm thankful for every one of those seeds that are planted as a result of that. And I'm thankful just for the opportunity to continue to say, hey, here's, here's who we are and whose we are. And I pray that we'll continue to be able to reach out through that too. One of the things that we had established as being important from, from the congregational standpoint was, was looking at having a healthy balance between inreach and outreach. And I've heard that even phrase used here before, moving from out, inside to outside. Um, and I really feel that the Falkirk congregation is, is gaining that and, and getting that. A number of our inreach stuff, our family game nights, are being used also as outreach opportunities to invite people who might not be comfortable in a church setting, but want to have that relationship and we can kind of build from that. So we've been thankful for those chances too. In May this next year, so in May coming up, we're going to have the return of the Harding Pipers campaign. Uh, Harding University has a group that do children's drama and we're able to go in and out of the schools. And that's been really interesting in that we can then invite to things like community performances, which we do at the hall where we meet. And whenever we're there for the community performance, we can get up and say, hey, we're the Falkirk Church of Christ. This is who we are. This is where we meet. If you have any questions, we would love to get to know you a little bit more. And the doors that that campaign has opened in the past have been great. And the relationships we've built with the schools in the area have been fantastic. And so, again, we're looking forward to that in May. Keep that on your prayer list as well. You'll see that in our newsletters as they come out. But again, just something for you to be thinking about. Visitation, mentoring, discipling, personal face-to-face, one-on-one studies with people. Sometimes they're non-Christians and have become Christians. Sometimes they're Christians and we continue growing in our study in the Word with one another. And those who have become Christians become disciples because of the studies that we've had. We continue to study with so that we can help them grow to maturity, help us continue growing to maturity as well through that. Our coffee shop studies are something that we've done right from the very beginning, and we've been thankful for that too. We advertise online, say, hey, we're meeting here at this coffee shop, studying the Bible together. Had no idea how well, that would, go, how well it would go over, if we'd even have anybody show up. But in our first week, we had someone travel from Edinburgh to Stirling and from Glasgow to Stirling, and we've ended up doing studies in Glasgow studies in Edinburgh that kind of fell through over time, but we got a study regularly going in Falkirk as well. And that's people that are already coming with the Bible open, ready to discuss. And we might have some questions coming from left field, we've got various backgrounds that we're, we're coming from, but we're coming together to try and work through those and see what does the Word of God say about how we should be living, how we can become a Christian, how we can live for Him and not be affected by the world around us, rather have an effect on the world around us. And that's been amazing, the chance for those two. And I mentioned like the fun days earlier and the different things we've been able to do with that. We get back early in October, I think it's like the first or the second we arrive. Um, about a week or so later on, we're going to be doing a community fun day in the community centre in, in Hall Glen. It's going to be a Saturday event. The following Saturday will be our fall holiday, our, our October break. And we're going to be doing a one-day holiday Bible school. And we wanted to use the fun day to kind of promote the holiday Bible school and have a chance to have the kids coming in, having some classes and learning. So please pray for that. Uh, the congregation are kind of spearheading the planning of that right now, which is really fantastic. We're getting all the Facebook messages about this is going well, this is going good. So we're really prayerful and hopeful about that. Different ways in which we can reach out, and that's kind of what we're constantly looking at doing. And so as a result, over the last few years, we've had a growing body 
and we're really blessed by that. Um, the picture on the bottom left is the last immersion that we had there in Falkirk, and it was in, it was in a community swimming pool. When you meet in a community centre, you don't have a baptistry that you can go to. We don't have this you know, amazing blessing, that nice set up there. And so one of our members is a manager of a community centre and a community swimming pool. And so we asked, can we use it for a baptism? He said, sure. So we went up thinking it would be after hours, but it wasn't. There was people in there swimming, doing, doing the backstroke, going down the slides. You know, so the lifeguards literally blew the whistle. Everyone came out of the pool. We went in, had the baptism, sung Amazing Grace, had a prayer right there. And all these people were standing in their swimming costumes like, what is going on? But what a testimony. What a testimony for people just practicing their front crawl. And it, to, for people to be able to witness that, a new life reborn in Christ. And so we were thankful for that opportunity. And that's really been amazing when we were able to, to see things like that. We felt... Um, quite early on that there was a, a dynamic that we had in our home studies that we really didn't want to lose. When we moved into the community centre, it wasn't available midweek for us anyway. Um, and so we, we, we made the decision on our midweeks to be holding it in homes. And so we continue to have that, that home element. We have a home Bible study going on in midweek. We found that with, Scot with the people of Scotland, various responses, there were a number that didn't feel comfortable coming into our home at first for a Bible study. They thought, well, that's a little bit strange. We go to church for that. We wouldn't come into your home. But we've also found others who feel uncomfortable coming into a church setting, but would rather come into a home study session. And so it kind of helps us be able to reach out to both areas as we connect with people and as we interact with the community around us. And we're able to say, come to our home. If you're not comfortable with that, cool, we'll meet in the community centre or vice versa. And we've really been blessed by being able to have those interactions. So this is the map of Falkirk. And this is where our membership is spread out over. So our teammates are like our wee red circles. The community centre is here in blue. There's a whole area of the map that you can't see in the bottom right. Um, so we are kind of in the middle of the Falkirk area. Um, but we're spread out over. And we've got Bible studies going on in many of these homes as each of us take our chance to, to study together, which we're really thankful for. I wanted to put up some faces because these are faces that wouldn't necessarily be on the screen if it wasn't for the work um, that, that we were doing in Falkirk, the work that you've supported us to do and commissioned us, sent us out to go do. Um, in the top left, we have the Fairgreave family. The Fairgreaves were members of Stirling, but they've lived in Falkirk for about 30 years. And they'd always said, if there's a church that is planted in our, in our hometown, we want to be involved with that and we want to serve there. And so when we launched in March last year, the Fairgree family came with us and were part of the DNA of us doing the church plant, which was really a blessing because the Stirling congregation felt that they were, again, further involved with the helping Scottish churches plant Scottish churches to have a family come from Stirling in good standing to come and be part of us with that has been a huge blessing too. Um, up in the top right, we have the Ola Baladi family. This is Elizabeth and her four children. We ran a program called Friend Speak, which I think you're familiar with. Uh, let's start talking, teaching English, conversational English through the Bible. And you might scratch your heads thinking, well, they kind of speak English in Scotland, kind of. Uh, I'm testament to that. Why would you do that? Um, well, we have a number of immigrants that have come to the United Kingdom, have settled in our area. So we ran the campaign um, because there were a number of 
There's a number of Polish um, immigrants that have settled in the area, and so we thought this will give us a chance to study with some of the Poles who have recently come here, have them a ch give them a chance to interact with people from Scotland in a Scottish cultural setting. Um, and we ended up not having any come to our studies, but we did have Elizabeth and her family from Lagos, Nigeria. And so having the chance to, to interact with them, and they actually came from um, a church background very similar to ourselves, especially when it comes to the plan of salvation, um, come from a strong family of faith. Just to, just to show that, here's our kids' names, Daniel, Cornelius, Dorcas, and Enoch, all straight from Scripture. So her faith has always been an important part of her life, but she's been able to connect with us as a body of believers and, and kind of make... Um, the Falkirk congregation, her spiritual home, and we're blessed by that as well. In the bottom, we have the Halliday family. We actually, a Facebook stalked trying to get a family picture of them and couldn't get a picture with Lee in there, which is shocking. I need to actually snap the picture when I'm back. Uh, but that's Donna and, and, and her children there, and um, Donna's, mother, uh, Donna's grandmother as well in, in the bottom left. Donna's grandmother lives in England, but the rest of the Hallidays are members with us. They were from a, a very healthy congregation in Livingston, Scotland, which is about 45 minutes or so away from us. But they started coming to us in the evening because we had a lot of different things going on for the kids. And they thought, this is something we can get involved with. And over time, they really became attracted to the idea of being involved with a church plant from the beginning. The congregation they're in is very healthy, as I said, and they knew that if they left, there were other families that could kind of step up where, where they're leaving from. And they really wanted to be involved with us from, from the beginning and get the ball rolling on a new church plant. And so we were thankful for their involvement. And they're actually looking at relocating to the Falkirk area. They travel back and forth for church, very committed. They're at all of our events, um, but they really want to live in the town in which they're worshiping in as well. Our sister Marjorie is an amazing story of repentance, um, coming back to the Lord. And her example is something that really cuts to my heart. Um, Marjorie uh, was from Belfast, Northern Ireland, and uh, became a member of the church there and actually settled in Scotland and, and started a family. And different circumstances and different things happening, ended up leaving family, left the church, and was in a very dark place for a long period of time. Um, and not all that long before we arrived in Falkirk, she got to the point in her life where she said, I need to get right with the Lord again, and I need to get back into a relationship with God. And she started church hopping around town, and she couldn't find anywhere that, that, that she was studying the word that, that she, she believed was where she needed to be. There was one congregation that she thought was the closest, but still wasn't there yet, but she started attending and she saved up her collection in the hope that a church would be planted in Falkirk. And so she just, over time, kept putting her collection aside. And about two years later, we arrived in Falkirk. And through another connection, found her through God opening that door. And she came to us. But the story of Marjorie is more than just that. It's a story of a woman who faithfully was, was prayerful about something starting in her city. Um, and, and we're there. And we hope and pray that we can connect with other people as well who are also seeking and also searching. Uh, but it's also a story of someone who is able to say, look, I've hurt people, I've done wrong, and I'm sorry. And I'm thankful that God has given me forgiveness. Please forgive me too. And she went to a lot of different people 
that she had contact with over the years. And what a testimony that is to her and her heart. We're thankful for that too. In the bottom left is the Scobie family, and they have been such an amazing blessing for us. And Neil is a gifted speaker and teacher. He works with a small congregation in the country on a Sunday morning, but the rest of the time they're connected with us, and we're thankful for the relationship that we have. Neil and I study regularly together, grow together, discipling one another. Um, and Chrissy's continued studying with Sam. Please keep that study in your prayers. She's yet to fully commit her life um, to Christ, and so we're thankful for the, we're just thankful for the relationship that we have with them, and what a blessing it is. So that's. That's us as a, as a body. Um, and, and I want you to continue thinking of those faces when you think about what we're doing because the work is so much more important than just Chrissy and I. It's the people, the relationships in which we're forming. On a Sunday evening, if, if all of our youth from birth up to 18 um, are there at the same time, we can have as many as 18 kids. Um, 35, 40 total 18 kids. What a percentage gap that is. That shows how young our congregation is, but it shows the amazing possibilities for growth and the amazing opportunities for continuing for the future. And we hope and pray that our youth group can grow as strong as youth groups here, can develop camaraderie relationships, and ultimately can be strengthened in their relationship with God as a result. Harrison became a Christian once we arrived in Scotland. Joe Scobie became a Christian once we arrived in Scotland. And a lot of it is because of the interactions with the youth and the, the things that we've been doing and the classes that we've been doing there as well. I'm conscious of our time. There's no clock there. Uh, I hope there's not like a you know, pit or something like that. You know, It says your, your time is up. Um, so I, I have a feeling I've probably gone a little bit over. But I want to leave you with some prayer requests and some continued vision and outreach and thoughts for the future for us as we continue to try and grow. I really feel that we've got a strong foundation, but it's that. We're at a foundation point. Um, we, we have a lot of you know, committed members you know, from, from the standpoint of where we are, but we've got a lot of work still to do in Falkirk area and beyond. And so to do that, there's areas that we're continuing to try and serve. And many of these outreach areas we've already talked about, but I hope that you'll continue to keep us in prayer as we strive to serve and strive to reach out. I mentioned the coffee shop studies already, so I'll go ahead and move on from that. I've showed this slide before, um, but it's one that I feel passionate about. We, we feel that ultimately this is God's mission, first and foremost. We're partnering with him in this. He's, he's causing the seed that spread, he's causing it to grow. Uh, he's opening the doors for us. And we're thankful for each and every one that has opened and we're prayerful for those that will open as well in the future. We also feel strongly about the partnership that we have as a team. Uh, we're committed to our teammates and working alongside them, serving shoulder to shoulder. In a lot of ways, we're a rock for one another in, in our hard times. And we're thankful for the growth that we have there and the partnership that we have. We're really blessed by our partnership with the Scottish churches. Um, we felt strongly, as I said from the beginning, this needs to be one of their efforts that we're assisting on. And, and it has been that. And our relationship with Sterling and other congregations in the area have been fantastic. We're in partnership with them too as we all strive to serve God with one another. But ultimately we're in partnership with you as well because we could not do what we could do without each and every one of you. And we're blessed by that relationship and we're so incredibly thankful for it. Um, and so we do thank you 
for it. So what can you do? Stay connected, and that is the biggest thing. Stay connected to us. Every time we have your notifications pop up on Facebook, if it's a smile on our face, likes on Instagram and comments on, on Instagram, things like that, stay connected if you're connected in those ways. Um, continue to keep up with our newsletters. In each of our newsletters, we have a specific prayer request box for people that we're working with. Please pay attention to that and go to God in prayer for those people because that are, those are relationships that we feel passionate about and really see as the way forward for God's kingdom to grow there. Um, please continue to keep the people of Scotland in, in your prayer, our team, and again, those newsletter prayer requests. With that, I wanted to kind of finish with this slide um, before moving on with the invitation. Um, the referendum last week was a really interesting time. I'll be honest, it was kind of a tough time to be away from Scotland. Um, stayed up late on Thursday night watching the results of it. Stayed up late on Friday night watching the results of the results of it. And there was a lot of disunity. There was rioting going on in the streets of Glasgow. Um, a lot of people have been very divided and very passionate one way or the other, whether we should become independent or whether we shouldn't. And it wasn't all that different a margin, 45% to 55%. A lot of division in our country right now, and it's all from political stuff. My prayer is that there's opportunities to come together for unity. Ultimately, this is where our healing is going to become. Our citizenship is first and foremost in heaven. And so as we strive to share the gospel message with people, my hope and prayer is that's what's going to heal some of those wounds. But please continue to keep us in prayer as well for people coming together, for none of the, for the nonsense to stop, but for opportunities for us to be able to share the gospel with, with those people who are hurting as well. Please continue to pray for the congregation in Stirling with Pamela and Tommy and their work um, and the work that we kind of left or we're still involved with, but please continue to pray for them too um, and for us. Developing leadership in the congregation, continued presence, outreach opportunities in the community around us, for our Bible studies in the coffee shops and in other areas too, and ultimately that the seeds planted will take root um, in the hearts of the people that we come in contact with. On the right-hand side is the town motto and the town crest for Falkirk, for the city of Falkirk. So it's everywhere. It's on like our trash cans and our tax, you know, stuff that comes in, all, all of our important forms. But it's interesting on the bottom, it has a phrase that says, Ain for all. That's, that's Falkirk's town model, Ain for all. Um, that's Scotch, Scottish, for one for all. And we can look at our badge and be reminded, ultimately, what the message is. We've talked about the mission, we've talked about the methods, but the message is one who came for all. For all of Falkirk, for all of Wichita, for all of the world. And so we're reminded on a regular basis about that. Um, and that's the thought that I want to leave with you um, this morning and a chance to remind us all that in the areas in which we live, in the areas in which we serve, there is a message. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That word for, it's a substitution word. It means on behalf of. We should have paid that price. Instead, he did it on our behalf. And so in Romans chapter 5, 8, uh, when he's saying um, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, that was the cost that had to be paid by us, but Christ did it on our behalf. In 1 Corinthians 15, 3, 
For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins, on behalf of our sins, in accordance with the Scriptures. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's the message, one for all. If you don't know what it means to be in a relationship with Christ yet, then there's an opportunity for you this morning to enter into that. Come forward, we'll have a chance to chat with you and talk about what steps we need to take for you to have that hope to become a royal priesthood, a people for God's own possession, one of God's own people for the purpose that we have. If you're already in him and are hurting in any way, have any questions, have any prayer requests, again, we want to extend you the opportunity to come forward while we stand and while we sing the invitation.